Welcome, Samurai, to episode 46 of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, including our very own YouTube channel. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, including subscribing to us over on Twitch, using the free sub you get with your Amazon Prime, but if you've got no loonies or toonies to toss our way, it's all good. We'll be here for you no matter what. This episode will be covering Oscar Isaac being cast as Snake, Cyberpunk causing seizures, and a game of Rankum covering the best character customizations in gaming. I'm your host with the most, Mr. Mitch George, joined today by, he's got his, heads in, his head in the clouds, AJ Fraser. How about? Sorry? Sorry, I'm, I'm a little distracted. The French Connection, Alexander Cozy Cozina. I wonder what he's distracted by. I wonder what. And as always, the phenomenal Nathan McInerney. I made it. AJ, it's cyberpunk, isn't it? So, sorry, what? Sorry, so, oh, cyberpunk? Yeah, it's. I'm playing cyberpunk. How long yeah, have you been playing yeah, cyberpunk we're, we're, we're 2077? Time zero. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, um, so that, that's, hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, so, uh, it was supposed to unlock directly at 7 o'clock tonight, uh, and the Steam, Eastern uh, on Wednesday, ver- December the 9th, for those of, uh, those of yeah. you watching after the fact. Yeah, and so the Steam version, um, uh, took and forever because... Version? Well, no, the Steam version uh, took forever to download the day one patch. And so I decided, uh, screw it, I want to play it instantly, and bought it on Stadia, um, and it was instant, and it just booted right up. And uh, everything I've been saying all fucking year uh, has been proven truthful. Also, side note, I am currently streaming it on YouTube. Um, Wait, uh, Cozy, we're streaming put- the podcast on Twitch, yet you're live on YouTube? I know, crazy. I'm kind of live on YouTube in that Stadia is currently streaming me playing Cyberpunk live on YouTube. Uh, that feature finally, that was promised a long time ago, finally rolled out onto Stadia. It was promised and when the console was launched, basically. Yeah, basically when the, the console was launched. And I'm currently going through a tutorial right now. But can, uh, I, can I admit something to you, AJ? Go for it. I have been giving you crap about stadia you have all year long uh-huh i bought cyberpunk on stadia you what I uh, sorry oh dear oh dear played about 20 25 minutes nathan i'm in baby do you want to start our own video game podcast without these stadia schmucks i actually also are we the stadia, stadia schmucks now aj mm, this isn't good <laughs> but you didn't get cyberpunk now, on stadia is alex not yet. Uh-oh. Are you guys killing off everyone on this podcast who's not in the Stadia ecosystem? Is that, that why Alex isn't here tonight? Isn't there a chance that Stadia is getting better? Can Stadia it is. survive? Did they listen to our how to our video game rehab on Stadia? Uh, the, they the, might have. The, prob- the problem that exists here is we all collectively have two friends that just this week recorded their first episode of the Stratus Gaming Podcast which is a gaming podcast all about cloud gaming. So GeForce Now, Stadia, Luna, xCloud, all that stuff. And they got in my ear. Our friends Ant Gore and Rob 
got in my ear and said, you should just do this, Doggy Dog, because you get a free Stadia Premiere Edition as part of this. And I wanted to give Stadia a fair shake. And what fairer a shake to give it than to take the largest game to date that has launched on it, sorry, Marvel's Avengers, buy it day one and see if it can hold up against the big boy consoles. Is it, is it working for you? I had, I, there, there were a couple of small uh, lag blips that I ran into while I was playing, but I'm also playing over Wi-Fi. Uh, but as far as I can tell, I got through the character creation. There are a number of both male and female genitalia options. Mm-hmm. And there's a few. The there, Nathan, you may recall in a previous episode of the podcast, uh, me requesting a labia slider. Yes. That does not exist. Oh, no. Nope. I know. Uh, you so can you can be cut ten. or uncut in terms of penis. You yes. can be cut or uncut, and you have uh, small, standard, or big in terms of size. And you there isn't small, too much right? difference. I went with default. You know default so Cozy, are we, cut. Cozy, are we watching a stream inside a stream at this we point? We are. I set the resolution to 480p so I don't conk out my computer. <laughs> but what you're currently looking at Fair on enough. stream is Time Heroes stream of stadia uh the stadia version of cyberpunk i'm assuming i am not streaming this from my computer stadia is just streaming it itself and this is just a a kind of a beginning tutorial there's an introduction video and whatnot um and it's teaching me how to do stealth at the moment and i have no idea how to do that okay okay well you go back to stealthing we're very excited i I know alex probably isn't here tonight because he wants to go play cyberpunk and that is yeah. a lie he's stuck I, at work yeah I, that's uh, my we are all thought. very much looking forward to giving our thoughts on the game maybe on a spoiler cast at some point but we're all really looking forward to giving this one a shot now and i know i said the whole time i'm not, i'm gonna wait for the ps5 version but the stadia stands got to me i'm holding true to my waiting for the ps5 version i'm gonna wait for the playstation 5 version as well but in my case it's more that i just want to wait a little bit so they can iron out all the kinks and bugs but we'll get to some of those kinks a little bit later yeah we will nathan yo are you aware of the munchies um so my understanding of the munchies is that it's a type of potato chip that you eat is this correct am i correct you're not wrong but what what it has become within our friend circle is a dumb award show style poll where we choose the best food to match certain categories. And I'm going to need you to fill it in. So cozy, oh. if you want to bring in, if you want to bring up sure. the actual form on the Now, screen, are we starting we can walk Nathan through. Are we starting at the bottom or at the top? No, not the not the results. I need the uh, the form. Okay. So like we're Now, if I go to the form though, it says that I've I've already submitted my response. So am I able to still access it? You can you can submit it more than once, which was a bug in the poll, which is not the end of the world. Okay. But if you bring that up, you should have it, and we'll walk Nathan through our Oscars. Oh wait a minute. Or not. It okay, says that must have been changed. Yeah, it I says no, so. Oscar. Right now on my screen, it says uh, you've already responded. You can fill out this form only once. Try contacting the owner of form if you think this is a mistake, which you're saying is not what it previously looked like. Uh, no, and I'm I'm seeing I'm I seem to be able to fill it in myself. So if you want to just bring up the results for the stream. Yeah. And we can get Nathan through each of these each of these categories and get his vote submitted All right. into the munchies. The fast food Oscars, as they were, created by our friends over at the Kind of Funny Community Zoom. 
So Nathan, yes. the first category we've got is the biggie. It is the best picture equivalent of the munchies. It is best restaurant. Oh wait, so we're starting the at the nominees, top. Starting at okay. the top. The nominees My apologies. are Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, KFC, Chipotle, Popeyes, and Five Guys. Oh, this is so tough. Um, so this is my favorite? No, this is the best restaurant. The so, best you know, restaurant. Best, like, overall quality food, best service, best value for your buck. So I'm uh, going to put my money. Um, first of all, get that Burger King shit out of there. Burger King I did not wow, want really? it anywhere near this list. I don't know how it ended up there. Um, but uh, Popeye's. I fall in love with Popeyes. Popeye's restaurants. Okay. Next category, we have best international restaurant. That is a a restaurant originating outside of uh, so the wait a minute. States of America. We have are we reading the results as well, or are we going through it all and then reading results in another go? I mean, we can do we can do the results because okay, I'm just I, the reason why I'm saying that is because if we go and get Nathan's uh, response for each one of them and then we go it around a second time, that's going to be like it's going to just take twice as long. It's going to take a while. Let's let's get through this. So right now, leading in that category is McDonald's, followed closely by Wendy's. Um, and you've got Popeyes, Five Guys, and Taco Bell in a uh, narrow, like they're they're kind of way at the back of the pack. Everything else way below that. Okay, next category we have Best International, and there the nominees are Nando's, originating in South Africa slash the UK, Harvey's, a good old Canadian chain, another good old Canadian chain, Tim Hortons, mm. Jolly Bee of the Philippines, Greg's in the UK, and El Polo Loco of Mexico. Why is El Polo Loco twice? El Pollo Loco. It's El Spanish. Loco. El Pollo Loco. Um, I don't speak Spanish, so. So this one's really easy for me uh, because it's it has to be. not international to me. Um, but they make my hamburger a beautiful thing. Harvey's, Harvey's baby. Yeah, I, I don't understand how popular Tim Hortons is. That's like jack of all trades, master of none, to be honest. It really is, and unfortunately, Tim Hortons is in the lead in this category, followed by Harvey's in a close second, El Polo Loco. I think the name had actually been changed partway through the poll, mm. and that's why it's showing up twice in the results, um, but that's not my problem. That is TJ's problem, our guest on last episode where we talked all about the Xbox, so blame him if you have any issues with this. Next category, you've got Best Menu, which is the most unique and quality menu options. Your choices are Wendy's, Taco Bell, Arby's, Burger King, again, why is it here? Dairy Queen. Y'all are being too hard. Oh, this is tough. Um, Popeyes is good because you can kind of get, I I don't like shrimp, but you can get shrimp and chicken, which is neat. Their seafood is actually quite good. Yeah, I'm not a big seafood guy. Arby's is neat because you can get chicken and roast beef, and they do chicken cordon bleu, uh, which is curly fries, dude. Really appreciate. Um, However, I'm going to go with Dairy Queen. Uh, for their okay. um, grill and chill because there's a wide variety of grill items you can get as well as really nice frozen desserts at the same time. And currently running away in this category, Wendy's. I just say Wendy's. Wendy's today. with the best it's menu. Pretty good, it's a pretty good um, menu. Best, best menu item. And Nathan, this is currently tied, so you could be the decision maker oh. in here. Okay, hmm. okay. Yeah. Do you your choices for best menu item main course are the ten piece chicken McNugget, the Big Mac, the Baconator, the Crunchwrap Supreme, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and the Chipotle burrito. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Okay. And the results as they stand in the lead or tied for the lead and continuing to be tied for the lead because Nathan had nothing to do with this are 
the Big Mac and the 10 piece chicken McNugget McDonald's running away with the best menu item. I do enjoy that 10 piece that, nu nuggets and I would have chosen that over the Big Mac, but the Popeye's chicken sandwich is in there and that chicken sandwich is divine. Okay. Next we have best alternative menu item. That is one that is vegetarian, gluten-free, vegan, etc. You have the Taco Bell bean burrito, the Beyond Burger from Carl's Jr., the Keto Pizza from Canada's Own Pizza Pizza, the KFC plant-based chicken, the Impossible Whopper from Burger King, and Greg's Vegan Sausage Roll from the UK because we needed to have more UK representation because Mark Freeman of Kinda Funny fame wouldn't stop. Can I abstain? I've not tried any of these. Or do I have to just you had, pick one? Gundy, gun, you, can, you can choose not to vote, but gun to your head if you had to choose one. Um, keto Pizza? Keto mm. Pizza from Pizza Pizza is the choice. Next, we've got best... Oh, wait, no, the results. Uh, flying away with this category is the Impossible Whopper from Burger King, followed in a distant second by the KFC plant-based chicken sandwich. Best side item... Or no, sorry, this is best fry item. You've got the Arby's Curly Fries, McDonald's Fries... <laughs> Taco Bell's Fries Supreme slash Nacho Fries, Cajun Fries from Five Guys, the Wendy's Chili Cheese Fries, and Harvey's Poutine. Mm, um, I really do like McDonald's Fries. I think they're the best. But I really like Curly Fries from Arby's. You know what? I'm going to say Curly Fries from Arby's. Curly Fries from Arby's is currently not in the lead. It is a distant second follow or being led predominantly by the McDonald's French Fry. Next, we've got best side item that is a non-fry item. In this category, we have the Popeye's Biscuit, KFC Sweet Corn, the Wendy's Bacon and Cheese Baked Potato, the McDonald's Hash Brown, and the Taco Bell Loaded Nacho. Oh, this is tough. Um, According to our audience, no, it is not. So I really like the McDonald's Hash Brown, and that's one of my favorite breakfast things. That Popeye Biscuit, though. Mm, ah, chef's kiss. But actually, I'm going to put my uh, vote for the Wendy's Bacon and Cheese Baked Potatoes. Somebody used to work for Wendy's back in the day. Um, I had many of those baked potatoes, and they are really delicious. Running away in this category with more than 50% of the vote currently is the McDonald's Hash Brown. I don't... On to best Hold pizza. on. I don't even think I've had a McDonald's Hash Brown, to be honest. They are delicious. How Treat you yourself to one? some McDonald's breakfast. I toast. don't... It is worth it. Like, when I go to McDonald's, I get, like, if I ever do, I get, like... You know, a burger, McDonald's fries, and then but you get I know what the you, you know what the issue is. The issue is that Cozy doesn't wake up until three thirty. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Can't eat breakfast. All right, I'll, I'll keep that in mind they next time I go day. to McDonald's. They do serve it all day. I feel like we'll have so to go it for is breakfast worth a shot. when you know eventually we can come back together at some point. Yes, at Cozy. When you're in Toronto next, we will take you to McDonald's. <laughs> all right. Oh man, pizza. you guys are really balling out. Oh, yeah. Only the finest for our <sighs> The nominees for Best Pizza are as follows. Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, Chuck E. Cheese, Blaze Pizza, and for whatever reason, the Subway Pizza Sub. Okay. I did not expect to see Subway on there. Um, Neither did I. And also, we've got our friend Nick Blaine, a.k.a. Shaka McPain, arguing that the fact that the Arby's Curly Fry is not number one is an atrocity, and I could not agree more. I did vote for it, so... You did. Uh, you did. Just for the record. Um, so I like the fact that Little Caesars Pizza is hot and ready, but is not nearly the best pizza. Um, it's just cheap and convenient. Um, however, I love Pizza Hut pizza. So I love the way their crust okay. cooks and it's... Oh, mm. 
You're making me uh, hungry. This list is just making me hungry. I'm Thanks, sorry. Guys. That's all it did. We did this at like 1.30 in the morning, too. So I'm just like, I need to stop or I'm going to go get McDonald's. Um, Pizza Hut is a distant second uh, with over 52% of the vote. Domino's is in first place. I don't even like Domino's Pizza. Best restaurant to enjoy while under the influence. Your nominees are White Castle, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Jack in the Box, 7-Eleven, or literally any pizza. Um, so I'm going to fill in here for the literally any pizza period. I'm going to just throw a shout out to Stobie's um, Pizza in <laughs> London. It is the best after bar pizza that you can ever get. And there's a lineup at that place uh, every single bar night. You know, when we can do bar nights. Pizza's just What's fantastic. a bar night? Fantastic. So, period. So, your period. vote is then for pizza? But, like, with an asterisk that says Stobie's Pizza. Sure. Vote is for pizza, which is in pretty much a deadlock, honestly. Pizza is in third, which might actually be bumped up now with your vote. But in a basically a three-way tie for first are McDonald's, Taco Bell, and literally any pizza. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a good three-way? Next up, we've got the innovation in fast food. Another one that's a little bit... Like, this is another category that I has wildly, you know, changed the way I look at our friends. Uh, your nominees are the Taco Bell Doritos Locos Taco, the KFC Double Down, the Impossible Whopper, the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine, and the McDonald's McPicks slash value menu. So, because it can kill people, I think the KFC Double Down should be the one we go with here. Uh, which is currently in second place uh, with roughly 23% of the vote. 37% of you think that the Doritos Locos Taco is the best innovation in fast food. My sister used to work Next for KFC, got... and she would bring home the leftovers at the end of the night, and I once made a double down before a double down existed. Hmm. So you are the innovator of the double down. Next category, we've got best dessert item. Your nominees are the Dairy Queen Blizzard, a McDonald's apple pie, the Wendy's Frosty, the Cinnabon Cinnamon Bun, or Tim Hortons Timbits? Um, so this one's easy as I used to work for Wendy's. The Wendy's Frosty is by far and best the best frozen treat that you can get there. Although I do really like blizzards. Um, but the beautiful say, thing about Wendy's Frosties, although it doesn't work as well with their new fries, the, their old fries, you could dip them in the Frosty and it tasted so good. It was the best, but unfortunately the Frosty is being besmirched by this poll as with 37 or 30 roughly 37 percent of the vote the dairy queen blizzard is in the lead next we've got best restaurant portrayed in entertainment your nominees are movies in clerks 2 white castle in harold and kumar mcdonald's in literally anything but this lists the founder and supersize me the crusty crab of spongebob squarepants fame los polos hermanos from breaking bad and pizza planet of toy story so movies is critically underrepresented here um there's no question as a kevin smith stand that uh, movies has to take that spot and uh they are also criminally underrepresented in the results as running away with this one is a bit of a dead heat between white castle and the crusty crab finally we've got best mess best mascots uh, your nominees are ronald mcdonald the king the taco bell chihuahua jack of jack in the box wendy and Colonel Sanders. Hmm. You know, I bet if you chose Dave Thomas instead of Wendy, um, you'd have more votes that way. It is down near the end of the results, so you are not incorrect. 
But the Burger King cane is creepy, like creepy AF. Super creepy. Super creepy. Um, so he cannot get my vote. You know what? Um, and also you're missing the Little Caesar guy. Pizza, pizza. He almost made the list. He was the last cut. He should have made the list. I don't even know who Jack of Jack in the Box is. Maybe if I were American, I'd know that. Uh, it's an American thing. Um, it also has the least votes in this poll, so I don't feel bad. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Taco Bell, Chihuahua. Um, but my heart says Chihuahua, the which... Little Caesars pizza guy. Unfortunately, the king has run away with this one, but I can at least submit your votes. And that's all she wrote, folks. All right. Sweet. That's all I got for the munchies. And uh, we can tweet this out later if people are interested in filling out this poll for themselves. Y- y'all are Cozy. way too hard on Burger King, to be honest. Burger, King's Burger terrible. King is terrible. It's terrible. I, Cozy, I, what have you been up to? I mean, sitting alone in my room reminiscing about how much I used to enjoy Burger King back when we would always used go to, to it. being the operative word, Cozy. Used to. Well, I tried it's because... Burger King recently, and it's brutal. So I had a I I got Burger King. Guys, you get a free crown if you go to Burger King. How can you not like that? Uh, Because I'm not seven. Yeah. I mean, I have been very very busy over the past weeks, as you know, working on a new video game in core called Equilibrium. Uh, I'm currently within the final stretch of the project, and the good news is that I've been very good at pacing myself. Uh, unlike the past couple of projects, I feel like I've been just very good at like properly making sure they do a consistent amount of work each and every day, and making sure that I don't have a gigantic pileup of stuff that I have to take care of and pull an all-nighter at the end in, in order to get my game out the door. Uh, but there's still a lot of work to be due. Right now on screen, you can see uh, the latest work in progress video that I posted online of the game. Um, as I mentioned previously, the game is based on Core's survival framework, uh, framework, which is basically a kind of collection of assets and code that allow you to kind of quickly create survival style games. Uh, what you're seeing right now in the video is basically a system whereby whenever you go into a new zone within the play area of the game, the overall look and aesthetic of the game rapidly changes. And the idea is that in the future, uh, when you go into cold or blue zones, that will cause your CPU temperature, which is one of the meters in the bottom left corner of the screen to rapidly uh, fall and basically for it to go into the cold zone. And if you enter into a hot or red zone, uh, that will cause the CPU temperature meter to rapidly rise. And if the CPU temperature meter is very, very hot, that will have all sorts of unique adverse effects. And if it is extremely cold, that will have some beneficial effects, but also some other unique adverse effects as well. So you kind of want to keep it in the middle. You kind of want to maintain equilibrium if you are to survive this game. Uh, and yeah. Ah, oh, you said the name of the thing. Expect more of this uh, when it officially releases next TSA. Sweet. Sweet sauce. Um... So speaking of passion projects and things that we've all spent far too much time and then we like to admit Avengers is back, baby. <sighs> it is sure it? is. Guys. For like guys, two days. Kate Bishop has launched in Avengers. And let me tell you, this game continues to be a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't have to say that, but there's so much potential to this character, the way they're introducing it. The story content itself is actually really well done. You've got new lines from all the existing heroes. 
Ashley Birch does a phenomenal job as the quippy Kate Bishop. It's so good until you try it to play it with people. Because we ran into instances, there were four of us playing, they released the taking aim operation, which I feel was meant to play be played single player, but you can play multiplayer, which was an option, which is what we did. And for whatever reason, every time we had to go to a stupid hub to see a stupid cutscene that was really well written, it wouldn't load and we'd have to go to a different hub and then come back and then one member in our party for whatever reason was lost 300 feet under the ground when we tried to look for his cursor and when we saw that we knew we weren't going to see the cutscene it was just it was so broken in so many ways i see why they delayed the dlc and it should have been delayed further they should have like held the game everything itself. they could until the game was functional can we agree I, that I the it. avengers is becoming anthem like no no, this this content, and actually there was an article from, an op-ed from Paul Tasso with Forbes. Um, Avengers is not Anthem because they are still delivering good content. It just, the bones of it do need to be fixed. Because this is free DLC. It does not cost you any more to get the Cape Bishop operation. It's just there. It's really friggin' good. The story meshes well with the story they're trying to tell. It sets up a huge potential for what this game could be growing into a larger conflict that was hinted at at the end of the main game there is a lot there that is really good and is very avengers like hmm. but yeah it, it it still does have some rough edges unfortunately How, like at what point when they stop doing updates because this game hasn't made any money um do we consider it anthem i think it's I don't. I think the rough launch is evocative, evocative, or evocative, evocative, of Anthem, but this DLC for me is sort of that light at the end of the tunnel. It's just starting to peek through, but I can see a way in which this game could grow into a Destiny or grow into a No Man's Sky or grow into one of these other service games that is able to redeem itself. I think whomever was in charge of the decisions whether that be square marvel disney whomever that got this game out when they did made the wrong choice because there wasn't enough there mm -hmm. i think given time to really build this world and this universe out this will feel like crystal's take on the avengers it won't be you know bootleg mcu avengers it will be its own thing its own story its own narrative and i'm really really excited for the story that they're starting to tell with Kate Bishop, and I think the Hawkeye content is a lot closer than we may have thought, just based on playing what I played uh, yesterday on stream. Are they not going to play similarity uh, similarly? They might, but Kate Bishop has also stolen, sorry, not stolen, she's repurposed uh, some aim tech, so you also have some teleporting abilities, which are cool. Her different, like what I'm thinking is if Hawkeye has arrows, but they're different kinds of arrows, because she has three three varieties of arrows, a razor arrow, a multi-arrow, and like a, a an explosive arrow. If Hawkeye has something different, I think they could still play relatively differently. Mm. We don't know what his intrinsic energy is going to do. So for Kate Bishop, you use your intrinsic energy on her teleporting. We don't know what that'll be for Hawkeye. So it will play pretty different, I would think. Mm -hmm. And these actors are doing a great job as these characters, I must Would say. you say that the Kate Bishop update is worth playing solely for just the Kate Bishop uh, content alone? Like, is this something that's solely worth playing as just a fun single-player romp in the same way that, like, the 
main campaign of Avengers itself was like just a fun single player romp. Yes. I think you might struggle to play this solo. There are some new mechanics they've introduced, but largely the encounters are reskins of ones we already have. Um, there was one new mechanic of trying to save hostages that would be very difficult to do alone because mm. you have to hit four targets in a very small time frame, um, which makes sense because, you know, Kate Bishop, Archer, try to have to hit targets. It makes mm. sense. Um, but we kind of struggled with four people. I, I could see you struggling even more so solo. Um, but they also do some really interesting things with the storytelling. Uh, for those who are aware or aren't aware, this might be slight spoilers for for any of this content but it's been in trailers so suck it um there's try time traveling involved in in all of this so there's some interesting use of that in terms of like you see something in one instance and then in another instance you know time travely things you end up kind of fighting that thing so it's it's kind of cool how they play with that in here and how it sets up the hawkeye dlc and how it sets up the rest of the potential for the story moving forward i was already brainstorming today like I, I can figure out how they could fit like Panther into it, how they could fit Captain Marvel into it, War Machine. Like there's different ways in which they could introduce these characters into this story that makes sense given the narrative they're trying to tell. Okay. So yeah, definitely worth playing alone. I think if you're only interested in the Avengers story, this story is worth playing. I'll definitely, this is not the last time that I've played Marvel's Avengers. I'll definitely get back to this game at some point and give it another honest college try, but I don't know when that's going to be. You know I'll jump into it with you. I know that, and I'll definitely hit you up when that happens. Nathan, what have you been jumping into this past week? Um, so a few things. I'm not going to talk too much about Sackboy. I'm working on the Platinum for it right now. It's an attainable Platinum. I'm trying to get through and master all the levels, uh, in like the single player levels, which I'm close to being done. I've only got a few levels left, including the last boss. Um, uh, but I need that online multiplayer patch to come out um, so that I could work with somebody to do it so they get the credit for it too. So, um, but I want to get that platinum. It's like 0.1% completion, um, but it, it is super doable. So, um, so that's what I've been working on. But, uh, you know, honestly, this week has been getting my house set up for Christmas. Um, my wife and I decorate and I'll put some pictures up on Twitter. Once we're done, we've have had, had some tree issues, um, with the lighting. Um, so, but we typically do it up. But one of the things she wanted to do this year was clean up my kids, uh, TV setup. So, um, we spent, did that on the weekend. So I just want to show what my kids TV setup looked like before and afterwards. And the before is probably what it will look like in like 36 hours. No, 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 I can't. <laughs> um, so, it, so you the, say that now. Kids are pretty, uh, pretty crafty. So this is our fireplace, and my wife wanted the mantle clear. Um, so, and I've had PlayStations fall off of this. In fact, that PS4 oh. has fallen off twice. I'm gonna say that fu that fireplace is not a good place to store electronics. I will just say so. That. Um, this was not a good setup for the kids. It was way too high. It was something we set up when we moved in. My wife's been wanting to change it forever. Um, so we finally did the stuff. We did the thing. And uh, is that power bar just dangling there? Well, technically, it's got two little hooks it's sitting in. Okay, I'm a little less concerned, but even then, like those are meant to be on the ground. So th that that was our current setup. So the new setup, I'm much more proud of. Um, so this is the new setup. 
Um, the kids got the PS4 Pro, um, so I moved everything over to from the PS uh, PS4 for them. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of better stuff. They have the Wii set up down there, the uh, PS3. This looks great. I'm yeah. take, is that a Wii or a Wii U? For, it looks like a Wii For audio-only for audio only oh, listeners, okay. Nathan, kind of try and pick, tell them how they should picture in their mind's eye what we're currently looking at here. So this is a completely different location in my room. So it's not at anywhere near the fireplace. It's in their playroom still. Um, but what we've set up is a TV stand with two doors uh, with four compartments um, in it. And I have currently a PS4, a PS4 Pro, uh, Wii, and a PS3 set up in there, as well as the Switch um, dock on the top of the thing. We have the TV mounted on the wall um, a little bit behind. I've tried to cable manage it as best as I can with a few wires going down together and on both sides i have small bookshelves with all of my uh ps3 titles and um ps3 titles wii titles um their ds games um and two little green bins on top of those bookshelves to um have all the accessories and controllers in so um it's you know what it's a good setup for them um i think this is better than what we had so the games are a mess, and you're right about that, Mitch, but it's not nearly as bad as what I had it before. No, that's understandable. Is there a reason for both PS4s, or is that just because you haven't packed away? I have to pack away the other one. PS4. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it. I had a re I've had repaired it once. Uh, um, I, the board had an issue, so we took it somewhere, and we paid 100 bucks to have it fixed, so I don't know if I want to sell it. I might put it on display behind me with my PS3 and my PS2 that are sitting on my bookshelf there. Um, yeah, no, I think that could look really good. So, uh, I also just realized, uh, Nathan, is that it for your, your TV setup? I don't want to. No, no, that's fine. I'm segue good. away. Cool. Uh, AJ, as you and I are the two that have played Cyberpunk at this point, hi. I forgot we had questions from the audience. We do. Uh, also, also, Ant Gore in the chat, Nathan says you need to get a damn cable channel, and I could not agree more with that. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about that down the line. <laughs> All right, Nathan, we do have a couple of write-ins, and the first one is longtime contributor and fan to the show, uh, Loki Mike. Uh, how big are your genitals in Cyberpunk? Oh, in real life, they're super large. AJ? I went with what the was, default setting. What was your genital, genital of choice in Cyberpunk? So I, I scrolled through all the uh, the genital options in Cyberpunk 2077, and I went, uh, so I picked, uh, I am a, a masculine character, um, and I chose to have nipples. The options were nipples or no nipples, and then when I got to genitals, uh, it gave me the option of um, penis, nothing, or vagina. And I chose a default uh, size penis circumcised. How about you? So I, I actually went the feminine route. So I'm playing as a female V. Uh, so feminine options uh, with the female parts, the requisite female parts. So I'm playing a female V with regular sized nipples and breasts and a vagina. So th that's something interesting. Uh, on women, you can choose nipple size. On men, you only have the option to have yes, nipples were, or no nipples. There were three di three different choice of nipple size on the female breasts, as well mm -hmm. as the option again for. No I nipples. bet men most mostly have the same size nipples. Can we compare on the Twitch? 
not on the I don't Twitch. Know, I don't know no if we can do that on, on Twitch. Twitch. Mm, yeah. No nips. That's too bad. Also, Stella says hi to Carmi in the background. Because um, <laughs> of your laugh, yes. All right. Uh, we do have a second write-in, though, uh, from uh, Jason D., who does ask, and this might be something we can get into later, so let me know if you want to talk about this now or later, but do you think with the amount of work that CD Projekt Red has put into Cyberpunk, could this create unfair expectations on RPG game devs moving forward to have to step up their game? So I know we've both played under an hour at this point. Or I guess, AJ, maybe a little bit more than uh, that. Yeah, I'm cl probably close to an hour at this point. Um, do, you, do, you, do you so far think that this is taking RPGs to another level? Or is it kind of what you expected of it? Uh, in the first hour, um, it, it seems to be about what I expected in terms of, you know, you create your character, you give them almost D&D like stats they're they're going off the 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 source material which is like what uh, the uh, it's a tabletop it's a, it's RPG a, it's a tabletop RPG in the akin to a D&D &D, right so yep. yeah you're picking yeah, I think stats. Alex owns a copy of it I think we want to get a game together at some point yeah that'd be a good idea yeah um okay do we do we get to pick our dongs in that you can definitely be whatever dong or dongless character you'd like um, okay, I great. think I need to take a little more time with the game to know if they've really stepped it up in the RPG space. Uh, but once we have more impressions, Jason, we'll definitely circle back to this one and let you know what we think. So, uh, I will say it it does definitely have some Bethesda-like jank so far. Hmm. Uh, speaking of jank, let's head into the news. A, a janky game has got a new release window, and that is that Halo Infinite gets a fall 2021 release date. This coming uh, via Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. Um, yeah, so they put out some new screenshots, cited multiple factors, including COVID-19 into the game's delay, and showed off a little bit of what it looks like today. Uh, it looks way better than the, tr the teaser they showed off initially featuring Craig. And fall 2021, is that later than you guys expected about what you expected i feel like that's think? about what i was expecting i mean the way that they've been talking about it for the past few months the suddenness with which they delayed it it seemed to me like they were really gonna kind of give it a nice big overhaul so yeah i thought this um for fall that's where i thought it would be i think there's some xbox people who were anticipating this thought it wouldn't be this much of a delay now i have to question though how what state was the game in that it is it enough? a full year? And does is it enough? Yeah, does this get pushed back to 2022? Yeah, I know Alex is adamant that it's going to launch on the 20th anniversary of Halo CE, which makes me feel oh so very old. Uh, but I think it remains to be seen if it even hits this fall 2021 window. But hope for the best for all those Halo fans out there. All right, let's move into Hello. some real fun news. And that's that... The Metal Gear Solid movie will star Oscar Isaac in the role of Solid Snake, this coming via The Verge's Jay Peters. Uh, after long being speculated, as well as Oscar Isaac himself casting himself in the role of Solid Snake, it's been confirmed, according to Deadline, that Oscar Isaac will take on the role of Solid Snake in Sony's upcoming Metal Gear Solid film adaptation. Thoughts? So, I'm curious, like... I have not seen a lot of movies uh, starring Oscar Isaac outside of the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Have you guys seen many movies starring him outside of those? Because he was phenomenal in Ex Machina, and if you have not seen right. it, I highly recommend going and he, checking. I it out. he disappeared in that role in 
Ex Machina. Was he not also sure. in See if it's available for streaming anywhere cozy while you guys talk. X-Men Apocalypse. I don't know. He Maybe. Apocalypse, that was not a good movie. In any case, uh, it was not a good movie. I, I just say that because, like, uh, I enjoyed his portrayal of Poe Dameron in the Star Wars pre-sequel uh, trilogy, but uh, I see his character there as much more of like a sol- uh, not a solid Snake-style character, but more of a Nathan Drake-style character, so much so that people even cast him as such when some early photos of The Rise of Skywalker came out. Um like, do you feel like based on his portrayal in Ex Machina in other movies that like he would make a good Solid Snake? I think he can have the grittiness to him. Uh, Cozy, if you did want to check out Ex Machina, it is streaming on Prime Video. Okay, I guess. I You guys really want me to watch this Ex Machina movie, I guess. It's it's a really, really good movie. I'm trying to think what other roles he's had that would be evoke, ev- evocative. Seems like that's the word of the show tonight of Solid Snake. Um, he was in he was in a Netflix movie with Ben Affleck. It was like a an army kind of movie where they were like mili- ex military mm. or something. That was actually pretty good. I, th- I heard yeah, that like, wasn't great. It wasn't a great movie, but he was good. Anybody? I don't know. I'm mm. trying to look up his list. Yeah, he was an X Men Apocalypse. Uh, he did play. Yeah, Apocalypse. yeah, he was Apocalypse. Um, he he played Lewin Davis in Inside Lewin Davis, which is supposed to be phenomenal. He will be playing the Moon Knight in uh, the MCU Disney Plus show Moon Knight. He's also in Dune, which when should Dune be really really good. Next year. The Dune. Yeah, movie. he will be in Dune. We didn't even talk about the Dune news and the HB mm. or the, the HBO but, news in the US of Warner Brothers putting all their movies there. Yeah, but that's another. Let, let me ask you guys. Uh, a movie the movie podcast. I was thinking of was Triple Frontier, which was the Netflix mm, film. Right. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Could you imagine uh, Oscar Isaac in any role that was originally portrayed by Kurt Russell? Um, I could see him as Snake Plissken. I could see him as Ego. Because, you know, obviously little, obviously the character you know? of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid is based on amal- an amalgamation of different characters from American pop culture. But obviously a huge inspiration for that was, uh, for his character, was Snake Plissken, uh, as portrayed by Kurt Russell in Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. And, yeah, I, I feel like whoever portrays Solid Snake in this role needs to be able to evoke some of the same vibes that Chris Ru- Kurt Russell evoked when he portrayed that role all that time ago. And I, I and like I said, I've not seen many I, movies I, I, outside of the star Wars sequel trilogy starring Oscar Isaac. So I don't really, you know, I, I can't say definitively whether or not he's a good or a bad choice for the role, but I just, I've, I don't know if I've seen yet whether he really has the shops to pull it off, but I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. I think he'll be good. It's been a while, but I would I would say his role in Inside Lewin Davis uh, is probably. Sure, remember this. There it is. I'm just seeing if it streams anywhere so I can let everyone know. It is also on Prime Video, so I may actually go back and rewatch it. But I remember there was a grittiness he brought to that role, and there was a real kind of like split personality kind of persona that he brings to Ex Machina, where he got really really serious, mm-hmm. uh, which I think could could lend well to to Solid Snake. But enough about Solid Snake. Let's go back to talking about the cloud. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Cloud Gaming will come to iOS and PC in spring 2021. This coming via mobile syrups Bradley Shankar, friend of the show. Um, essentially, on iOS, uh, cloud streaming was shut down because Apple is big old poopy heads. So uh, Microsoft and Amazon and eventually Google are all going around that 
by releasing uh, progressive web apps that run in the browser, um, as well as this uh, xCloud service coming to PC, which I think is cool. So, Any thoughts on xCloud? I, I, I struggle with, I think the concept of playing your games on your phone is neat. But I struggle with certain Switch games that I don't feel are good on Switch and handheld mode um, because they're not designed to run on a handheld. So writing's hard to see. Um, the HUD or like the game can be hard to see on Switch. And I prefer just to play them on my TV. And I worry that's going to be the experience for xCloud or like whatever games you're playing on your phone because they're not designed to run on your phone. Like, uh, does anybody else have for, that concern? For for me the appeal of cloud gaming isn't about the portability of it so playing it on mobile because i do agree with you i was in the x cloud beta on ios you only had access to the master chief collection and it worked it worked really well but i don't really want to play those games on that small screen yeah. the appeal to it for me and the reason why i actually invested in stadia by buying cyberpunk and getting the premiere edition which is the chromecast and the controller is the idea of the portability even just within my own home so yes, i'm sitting at my nice heavy duty gaming pc right now to record this podcast my wife works at this desk during her day and if i wanted to pop into cyberpunk for five minutes and i could do that on my phone on a different chrome browser or sit down and throw it up on the tv the idea of taking that game wherever it, to whatever screen i'm looking at which won't normally be my phone but is an option that's the appeal of it for me in theory i could have done that at the hotel i just stayed at in windsor and brought my chromecast I actually wish I had done that so I could just have tried Stadia in a hotel and see what that felt like. I mean, the other thing, too, is a lot of... Uh, actually, no, because it has to be a Chromecast Ultra. I was going to say you could... A lot of hotels are now, like, building Chromecasts into their entertainment systems, but that wouldn't work. You'd have to plug in your own. Mm -hmm. But even still, that's the that's the appeal of it for me is just to find a screen in my home that is unoccupied for what my my gaming desk is occupied. Alex or AJ, any thoughts? Repeat the question. Sorry. I'm playing. Sorry. You're still playing. Goddamn. We're talking about cloud. You could have hit pause for five minutes to talk about. <laughs> with us. Okay. Say my name next time. Say my name. I next just time. did AJ X. Hi. X cloud streaming. Yes. Coming to iOS and PC <laughs> in spring 2021. Uh, this is exciting. Um, cool. I hope it works similarly in a, in a fashion to what Stadia did for me tonight in that, hey, I had to wait for something to download somewhere. I could just boot it up here. Now, I can't cross save it, but imagine that on Xbox where, you know, hey, you want to run this thing locally? Sure, we get it. But in the meantime, stream this here and I hope they get to that point. We do have a question from the Twitch chat over at twitch.tv slash pressyyz where you can tune in live and have a one-to-one -one impact on the way the show is run. Our friend Nate Plays Games is in the chat asking, can you clarify, is Game Pass on iOS different than Xbox Remote Play? And the answer to that, Nate, is yes, because you're not streaming the game from your Xbox, you're streaming it from Microsoft Azure servers, which are running xCloud. So it's not tied one-to-one -to, -one to an Xbox, you're pulling it down from the cloud like something like stadia or luna or uh nvidia geforce now it's not it's not a local connection it's a, it's over the internet i hope that clears it up and if you have any more questions please drop them in the twitch chat uh cozy any thoughts on that or do you want to move on none none perfect you know what else people had no thoughts about 
the Player's Voice Award at the Game Awards, where Ghost of Tsushima has won, even though it had only 47% of the vote hours before voting closed as the internet turned on The Last of Us Part Two. This is coming uh, to us via IGN's Wesley LeBlanc. Uh, Jeff Keighley has revealed that Ghost of Tsushima is the Player's Voice Award winner after three rounds of fan voting. Um... Uh, there was no vote waiting involved, so it was just you vote for a single game, and that's whatever gets the most votes wins. It beat out other 2020 releases in the last round, like The Last of Us Part Two, Hades, Doom Eternal, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, it shifted a lot after each round, so it had it, it had a lead over The Last of Us in the second round, but when the final round started, The Last of Us had a huge lead over Ghost of Tsushima, but over the course of just a few hours that lead shifted dramatically each time jeff Keeley posted an update it would shift more and more away from the last of us so so far so that on tuesday ghost of tsushima was announced as the player's voice award winner um the internet really doesn't like the last of us guys but do we have any thoughts on this and how it was run or how it could be improved i'm not gonna lie and say that you know there was no gaming of the system here in terms of awarding ghost of tsushima its victory but I do still think that this does speak somewhat to something I've been saying throughout the podcast over the course of the past year, and it's that it is really important nowadays in 2020 to be consistently updating your game throughout the year to be introducing new single-player content, multiplayer modes, and keep it relevant in the public consciousness up until the very end. I think that if Ghost of Tsushima had not received that multiplayer mode, I don't know that people would have been as high in it at this time of the year. I think for me, so for me personally with this vote, I was a little conflicted because my initial vote was actually for Spider-Man Miles Morales when the voting first opened. And then I saw it get down to, it really was a two horse race at the end of it of The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. And it did allow you to change your vote, which I actually think was part of the problem. Um, Cause I did in fact shift my vote from Miles Morales to Ghost of Tsushima. Cause when we get to our game of the year discussion in a couple of weeks, I enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima more than I did The Last of Us part two. Nathan, AJ, anything? Yeah, here? or like, I get why it won. Um, it, it, there was definitely some gaming because it sounds like in the last hour, um, the numbers like drastically changed between The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so yeah, l like obviously this was the favorite. I don't think this is gonna have a bearing on the critics' choices. Um, it should no, and because uh, the fan voting is only ten percent of yeah. the vote. Uh, for the other awards at the Game Awards. So it, it's it's a small amount of the vote. I think critics mm. are still going to vote for The Last of Us because I think it was received critically well. There's very few dissenting opinions on that. Mm. Um, I mean, we did our predictions a couple of weeks ago, and we all, by and large, gave The Last of Us a number did, of, of wins there, predict a, lar a number of We did. Wins. I, I thought you were going to say we all unanimously agreed it would win Game of the Year, and that was where we were a little bit more split. Yeah, I think we were a little bit more split. I just meant across right, the board. Right, we right. were very high on the last totally ones, winning a lot of critic favor at the awards. AJ, are you still playing Cyberpunk? Or are you going to answer my question? Uh, I think The Last of Us is better than Ghost of Tsushima. And cool. Yeah. AJ, you want to talk more about Cyberpunk, Doggy Dog? Yeah, we, we can. Have time for that. Okay, um, you want to talk how it's about how it may be uh, causing epileptic seizures? Yeah, I thought I was going to get to that point at at some point, 
uh, soon, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. Um, uh, there's apparently some weird drug trippy sequence-like thing that you get into, like most games these days, um, that causes that. Um, but the, the biggest issue here is the fact that they... There's there's a there's a recurring scene in this game that uh, may trigger uh, epileptic seizures in some people, um, but the only mention of it beforehand uh, in the game whatsoever is apparently in the end user license agreement that yep, you know so everybody just, reads. Just to add context, Leanna Rupert over at Game Informer. Uh, fun fact. I followed her on Twitter today, and she followed me back. Whoa, uh, wow. Wrote the PSA on Cyberpunk 2077's epileptic uh, triggers. And like you said, yeah, there are a number of instances in the game with rapid blinking lights, uh, red-blue light alternation, all of which can be um, a common cause of triggers for those who are prone to epileptic seizures, of which Liana is one of them. Um and again, she's also spoken about the fact that she pushed past her limits, knowing that it could likely trigger one of these events because she is wanting to experience the game. So again, at your best discretion, you know your limits. Please play within them. Um, yeah. And actually, since this news came out, Cyberpunk has actually come out and said they are working on adding a separate warning in the game, aside from the one that already exists in the end user license agreement. And then regarding a permanent solution, the dev team is currently exploring that and will be implementing it as soon as possible. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Liana Rupert, the reporter in question, has been targeted by a bunch of idiot assholes on the internet who are sending her videos of seizure triggers to try and trigger her. And that's not cool. So be cool to people on the internet or they will get back to you in worse ways than you would like. If you yeah, did that, don't, don't please, do that. but also... Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't uh, for the record, I think we have a pretty good audience. I have a feeling that nobody who listens to Press Pharmacy sent anything. We have a primarily Canadian audience. We love our international friends, uh, but Canadians are too polite to do stuff like this. So I appreciate uh, that very much. Uh, there's some asshole Canadians. Well, yeah. can can be polite enough. I was making a Canadian joke, but yes, I know Canadians can be assholes too. Um, Humans. Keep, it's keep a human issue. Keep the story about the story. Don't let the story evolve into people sending her these images. And that's what she's asked as well as for people to focus on the writing and what's in the piece as opposed to focusing on the inhuman attacks against her and her well-being. Okay. I think on that note, we can move on to read slash watch all the things. Um, guys, Marshawn Lynch is now a playable character in Predator Hunting Grounds. So uh, I got to be straight up honest. When this announcement came out, I legitimately did not know who Marshawn Lynch is. The uh, and, fan favorite running back. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I since, NFL you know, I've since researched yeah. and now I know who he is. But when this announcement came out, I was like, okay, I don't have anything to say on this because I literally don't know <laughs> well, who this the, is. So, sorry about that. That's the thing. Yeah, if you're not if you're not aware uh marshawn lynch is a former nfl running back whose post career has uh, led to a number of different guest acting gigs in westworld brooklyn 99 the uh call of duty black ops 3 and now he has joined predator hunting grounds as dante beast mode jefferson and packs a custom rocket launcher capable of wiping out the predator which is super cool for anyone who is a fan of football or Predator, and I really want to get back to Predator. Yes, Adam, I see you. I was going to say, are you going to die back into Predator? Uh, th is this announcement enough for you to do that? 
this alone isn't enough but i've been wanting to like i've been really enjoying my time with avengers i like playing multiplayer with friends i've really enjoyed my time with what multiplayer game did i go to after there's been a few things so i i've uh pga tour 2k21 has actually been the one most recently you and i yeah. nathan have uh partaken in with friends i'd love for predator to go back into rotation that was so much fun i'd like to give it a shot on the ps5 see if it runs any better as well. was this game we did have some like it, it was this game free to play no mm. no this was a this was a paid title it definitely did, needs to come to ps plus at some point yeah because that would give it a shot in the arm that it really needs it went on sale for i want to say like 30 dollars nathan correct me if i'm wrong predator and that's when we all picked 39 it up? yeah it was 39 however 39. if you have stayed new to stadia you can buy it for a buck oh jesus no, that wasn't st that wasn't Predator. That oh, was oh no, not Predator. Uh, PGA Tour two K twenty one and Borderlands three. Oh, no, sorry, Edition. I thought we were talking about golf because I did not get uh, Nathan. Predator. Nathan, I bought a second copy of PGA Tour two K twenty one on Stadia for a dollar nineteen. Hell if, yeah, do it, buddy. If this game comes to PlayStation Plus at one point, I will one hundred percent give it a shot because I actually had some pretty fun games in the Friday the Thirteenth game, which is by the same developers as this one, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to buy into it if it's still a premium product. Sorry if that came across. That came across as like way more harsh than I intended it to. It's just, I don't know. No, not harsh at all. I think this game does bode well to be in that PlayStation Plus model of put it out, huge player base influx, similar to Fall Guys. I think this would have benefited greatly at launch, actually, of being yeah. a either part of PlayStation Plus or have a PlayStation Plus discount of some sort. And hopefully Sony does see the light and make that available. Uh, but what has seen the light and been made available is a new performance mode in Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PlayStation 5. Um, so a new update has added a performance RT mode, which introduces ray tracing, but also has the game running at 60 FPS. And I am so goddamn pissed off at this announcement. Why? Because I finished this game and got the platinum. I got 100% in this <laughs> game. And I played my first playthrough on Fidelity. Had those beautiful rays. They were being traced. And it was lovely. And no, then they I switched weren't. To, yes, they were. And then I oh. switched it to performance mode for my second run through. And oh my god, can I not go back to playing Spider-Man at 30 FPS? It has to be played at 60. Because it is so goddamn buttery smooth at 60 FPS. So quite. So this will allow you to do both, but not at 4K. Question, Mitch. Um, mm -hmm. Are you going to replay it just because of this mode? But number two, I think this is the more likely thing. Will there be um, DLC for? Will there be DLC uh, for Miles Morales? I kind of hope not. I would hope whatever DLC plans they may or may not have for story content just get folded into whatever the plans are for a Spider-Man sequel. Yep. What I will be doing is shelving any plans to play the Spider-Man remaster on PS5 until this same feature is implemented That's there. That's You gotta assume it's coming, right? That's what I'm assuming at this point. I can wait if need be. Um, the last thing in here, there's a new... Easter egg being found in Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, buddy. I put I put that one in there. Um, so apparently, uh, if you teach Pikachu Thunder or Thunderbolt, I believe, 
um, and you're in a dark cave and you, you know, you, you can't see in, in, in the, the, the rock tunnel, for example, um, you will, you can talk to Pikachu and Pikachu's face will, uh, uh, illuminate cause you're talking to it, but it'll also do like a, a thunder move or something and it'll brighten up the, the cave itself. Yeah, so we've known uh, since this game's release that if you interacted with Pikachu after it learned one of these electric-type attacks, that it would make mm -hmm. that animation. What yeah. no one had ever put together was doing that animation in a cave before using something like Flash. And yes. that is what's new here. And the fact that something like this is being discovered 20-plus years after the game came out, pretty freaking cool. Maybe the truck does exist. It's pretty neat. The truck does not exist. I um, On the subject of Easter eggs in this game, I didn't know for years that the Surfing Pikachu minigame existed. And the, I remember the first time I discovered it, I was like, what the hell? This is real weird and real cool. So, shout out to Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, one of the best Pokemon games ever made. But I think with that, we can move on to our topic of the show, because no one's got deals this week. There's a Stadia Cyberpunk deal. Cyberpunk 2077 lets you cut. What's oh, this? yeah. Oh, well, we talked about the Stadia deal. Borderlands or uh, PGA Tour are on sale for like $12. And if you still have your first time Stadia purchase code, you can save $10 off that. Or you can use that coupon towards the purchase of Cyberpunk 2077 and get a free Stadia Premiere Edition along with that. Go for it. Do it. Do it. Everybody, do it. Do it. Do it. Do Cyberpunk it. 2077 lets you customize your genitals. Mm -hmm. And that yes. gave us all an idea over at Press YYZ. We have a game we play called Rank'em, where we rank the top 10 of something related to games, and we do it in a sort of game style, game, ho game show style, where me as your host am going to really mess with these guys playing this game. Um, there are points awarded for certain rankings where top, like, top Rank gets three points, two through five get two, six through ten get one. You know the deal. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 lets you customize your genitals. So today we're going to go through the... I, I feel like you said that seven times in that single sentence that you just said. That was the point, genitals. Uh, we're going to go through the best characters. You know, there's another G word that you could be saying more of, Mitch. Girthy. We're going to go through the best character customization suites in <laughs> video game history. And just because you're trying to get me to say a word, Cozy, you're going to go first. Give me your first character customizer and tell me why it deserves to be on our list. All right. Let's start this off strong. Uh, in the year 2010, Nintendo's like, you know what? The eShop on the DSi is a thing, so let's release a game for it. And that game, ladies and gentlemen, was Photo Dojo. I don't know if you remember this one, but basically the premise is you take a bunch of pictures of yourself or your friend or your dog or maybe just an entirely black room and so you can create a character that is entirely black in color. And basically you send them on a expedition to defeat a bunch of other characters and poorly animate yourself just shooting Hadoukens and performing other super moves. I mean... What, what else is there to really say about this one? Like, you know, video games offer, you know, such incredible customization options nowadays. But Photo Dojo, like the level of customization that you uh, can attain in this game is pretty much unparalleled. More than that, it's actually a fun little game, albeit one that you probably are not going to want to play for more than, you know, 10 minutes. So, yeah, 
I think that we need to rank this one high, Mitch. I think we need to rank this one high. It reminds me of Mortal Kombat. In that I gotta stop it, agreeing to host this show. Why? <laughs> because Cozy does shit like this to me every goddamn time. Well, I wanted to. I deliberately wanted to start off with something that wasn't like, oh, you know, Sun Scroll of Destiny Seven, like some like Chinese MMO that features like the entirety of 3D Engine Max inside of it and allows you to create an incredible, incredibly like customizable anime character. I wanted to do something a little bit, you know, off the cuff, off the kilter unpredictable the fact that you unmitchable that whole prepared girthy, statement about some weird fantastic anime game means that i know one is coming so for you now, don't know that goes in at number one but it will not and soon you will be Cozy, too i Mitch. know you enough to know that it's coming aj go next all right the first one that i'm gonna uh uh talk about here is uh one from i may be a little biased mm-hmm. Uh, one that uh, uh, my friend uh, Ben, who we've had on the podcast, uh, worked on. Um, but it wasn't um, his work specifically in the character creation here. Um, the The character creator in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is actually kind of spectacular. Uh, and I've, I've actually got a, an interesting link for oh. you here, Cozy. I'm Hold just going to put it into the podcast chat. Cool. I have a Polygon article. Um, now, if, if you're at all familiar with the, the TV show uh, Game of Thrones uh, and Daenerys Targaryen as played by Emilia Clarke, um, this uh, character creator was able to create the spitting image, in my opinion, of... Amelia Clark as Daenerys in Dragon Age Inquisition. Just the fine-tuning details um, alone in it, uh, it 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 absolutely blew me away that that it was at all even possible to to create such a good lookalike in this. Um, my one, and you know, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot here because I do that in this game all the time. My one gripe about it was that. The sliders in which you created it didn't have numbers associated to them, so you could not directly match mm. without just uh, trying to eyeball in the sliders, and they were like very minuscule, subtle changes uh, in it. But other than that, like somebody, you know, if if you have the time and you have the patience, you can create some very good-looking characters that fit into that world and potentially some uncanny real-world Matrix-like place. Honestly, I appreciate your honesty there. And I just realized I said that twice, and that sounded really weird, and I apologize for that. I appreciate what you did there in terms of saying, you know, there might be some drawbacks, there might not, like, based on the way the sliders are set up. I think that, honestly, not having the numbers on the sliders makes it harder to recreate, but makes it that much more of an art form to put the character themselves together. And for that reason, Dragon Age Inquisition is going to number one on this wow. list. Um, Unprecedented. And I did, want to say some, I did want to say something else, and I should have said this off the top. Uh, if you do want to argue for an entire game series instead of just a single title, uh, because we know a lot of these character creators do span multiple games in a single franchise, I'd allow you to do so. Good to okay. know. Nathan, I need your first title for this list. All right, well, I'm uh, switching my game to a series. Um, 
So I'm going to throw out there <laughs> PGA Tour, uh, the EA PGA Tour, Tiger Woods PGA Tour games, um, because the fantastic okay. create a character, um, create a character uh, that's within it. And one of the key things I sent Cozy some photos. Um, I actually had to load up my PS3, and that felt terrible, so I could get these photos off of it. Um, but they actually let you scan your face into the game using two photos. You had to upload them to a website, then upload them to the game. And then you could put like points all over your face about where your face is. And it came out with a really realistic vi uh, visual of what your face looked like. And then you could customize your body. I'm sorry, these are PS3 screenshots? Yes. Well, no, those are taken with my phone. On, I took those with my phone. <laughs> No, no, but I mean, even the, just the character detail from the PS3, that's kind of... <coughs> so this was the Tiger Woods, the last Tiger Woods, the Masters one they did. Um, actually, it gave me some feels okay. loading it back up in here in the music because uh, that was probably the best golf game that's ever been released. Um, but yeah, no. Well, let's argue for that game specifically then because those are where the screenshots yeah. come from. So you said it was PGA Tour, the Masters, yeah. EA. So, but you can okay. see, like... You could literally put like like little divots where your chin and where your nose are, and they had all these little red dots that you put on the side and the front profile to say where all your features are, so that it could properly get your shape of your head um, and get everything in there. And it's the best um, game face that I've ever seen. I know NBA 2K21 or the 2K series does it, but my understanding not nearly as well as this. This was like the best i wish other games took advantage of this and i don't know why this happened on ps3 but does not happen now anyways that's i think it's just a yeah no so go ahead. uh that's my bit for pj tour um ea pga tour okay um i think with just how much this game meant to you you guys are making this hard on me. You're pulling on my heartstrings tonight, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's going to go to number one. Uh, goes to number one. I'm sorry, AJ. It was close. It was really, really freaking close. In all close. fairness, you could put Daenerys Targaryen's face in it, um, and it would create a cut. Probably. Of that, too. Probably. Uh, I need to say something before I get to the next round. Mm -hmm. Um... I've been trying to keep up with the chat and have apparently neglected to say hello to Loki Mike, who is here. So, hi, Loki Mike. I can't believe you've done this. I know. Cozy, can I get your next title? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, all right, let's go with this one. Uh, let me talk to you guys about a little game called The Me Maker. Now, this is, I guess you could qualify it as like a series game, not like a specific title game in the sense that yeah, it's something yeah. that was available on the original Wii, something that was available on the 3DS, on the Wii U. And I think it's now just an app. I, I've not made a me myself in like quite some time. Um, you can do it on the Switch. Switch. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in any case, I mean... Yeah, I think that the Me Maker, like all jokes aside, is a great example of like how to make a fun little character creation suite that does not overdo it and that is still a ton of fun. Uh, right near here, we're watching a video of somebody making a uh, custom character in the Me Maker that's meant to look like one of the characters from Among Us. And uh, I'll scroll a bit to the end here. Uh, the result is actually like 
pretty impressive. And I think that's the point is that, you know, obviously you can't make a character that literally looks like uh, uh, one of the Among Us characters in the way yeah. that you can literally make someone who looks like Daenerys Targaryen uh, in Dragon Age Inquisition. But the fact that it still looks close enough and still looks like there's just a kind of cuteness factor to the character and this sort of like this it factor it comes with trying to use a system that's not made to make characters that look non-human non-human that i i think really needs to be kind of applauded and shouted out that's nightmare fuel that thing's terrifying it is nightmare fuel but i'm reminiscing on the days of me going and downloading custom bowser and jack black and all of these different knees uh on the wii days and for that reason the me maker is going to number one with a bullet oh boy the me maker from cozy aj you've got a chance to dethrone him i do what's it gonna be have you ever wanted to be in a rock band Oh, heck yeah, doggy dog. Hell yeah. So the the rock band character creator was actually one of the f- first ones that I saw that got relatively close in a stylized fashion to what I actually look like. Um, and, and I was pretty excited about it when, when it first happened. But the ability to create yourself uh, and put yourself in a band, uh, create your friends and put them in that band too, and just have they're they're having a great time in the background and they look great they fit in uh with with the aesthetic of of rock and metal and whatnot um it the the rock band character creator uh especially as you unlock new outfits and stuff as you go uh it's actually something uh super special and especially nostalgic for me as well so rock band Stop pulling on my nostalgia heartstrings, goddammit. Sorry. Because you know Rock Band was in heavy rotation in the George House, which is like, Rock Band's going to number one here, too. I'm being damn wow. folks. Just everything goes straight to number one. I'm just so happy. We're talking about all these games I love. Nathan, show me another game I love, please. Um, so I'm gonna just going to choose a series, but I'm going to say the WWE games uh, from the... Let's just say the 2K, but they've all been pretty much built. Can I can I throw you a curveball? Yeah. Do you mind? Um, the chat wants WWF No Mercy, and so do I. So you can t- you can tell me more about WWF No Mercy specifically uh, than the 2K. Let games us welcome there. another number one spot. Um, so my memory of No Mercy character creator is not as good as it used to be, but it was fantastic. No Mercy is the best wrestling game. I think we've discussed this before, right, Mitch? We have discussed this. Yes, we're very excited for whatever this new AEW No Mercy like game is going to be. Um, but it was really cool. Oh heck yeah! It was it. a really cool create uh, character creator. Um, you could have all sorts of different characters. You could create Mario's. You could create. Trying to think what was around twenty years ago that we would create SpongeBob's, The Simpsons. You could create all of those characters. Um, uh, it was a really useful tool um definitely it not as um close as what they look like nowadays um and what you can do with characters because like people create in the current character creators like other wrestlers from other companies and do really really solid jobs um if you want to play kenny omega in the 2k series you can 
uh, through the char creative character. But uh, the No Mercy just had this cartoonish vibe to it that just worked um, so well. So uh, and tons for the time, tons and tons of choices. And keep in mind, this was an N64 game, so it didn't have the best memory at the time either. So, yeah, no. So, yeah, I think this is uh, should be number one with a bullet. I think you agree with me, Mitch. I never played WWF No Mercy as a kid. I was a SmackDown kid. I was a PlayStation oh. kid. So oh, boy. It's going to number four behind PGA Wait, Tour. you wanted me to argue a game you hadn't played? Yes. That's bullshit. No, the, no mm. to be fair, the Twitch chat wanted wanted. Yeah, that. I, I I wanted to see what he could do if he could this really is, turn me around. Even. I don't know this, this is, game. I could have talked the other games much better. Man, this is one for the top ten anime betrayals history books. Speaking Only on watchmojo.com. Cozy, I need your next pick. Are you ready for me to throw you a curveball, Mitch? Because my third choice... I two, so go my for My third it. choice is not an anime game. It's actually the character customization suite from Raven's Go Home, the Wii game. So basically what you're seeing right now on screen is the character customization suite. It takes place entirely inside the Wii remote. And... The thing about this character customization suite is it is incredibly exhaustive in that not only can you kind of recolor your rabbit and, you know, put decals on him and whatnot, you can completely modify the uh, look of his body in all sorts of insane ways. As you're seeing right now on screen, you can take his ears, which normally are long and floppy. You can completely shrink them down. You can put them on the sides of his head. You can take his eyes. You can completely just enlarge in them. Uh, fun fact, if you actually enlarge them over their limit, they actually pop and then they kind of regrow back in place, which I always thought was like a fun little detail in the customization suite. Actually. It's horrifying, it's but I mean... sounds like nightmare fuel and everything you're showing us. It, it's very fuel. much... What about this is good? It, it's very much, you know, or in the spirit of the Are making Captain Underpants? You can totally do Captain Underpants. So... What are they doing here is what I need to know. Uh, they are actually making a uh, carrot rabbit, if I can get to the end. Jesus! Now, uh... uh that that's actually amazing now a fun little thing about Is this so? customization suite so you know as you can see obviously we're playing inside of a Wii remote like a literal physical you know scale accurate Wii remote if during the creation suite you shake the Wii remote it will actually shake up the rabbit inside the Wii remote and it will like get all jostled around and the Wii remote will actually emit noises to reflect that and you can see in the back the like B button. If the rabbit lands on the B button and then you press the B button before it gets up and runs back over to the podium, it will actually launch the rabbit in the air. So I I really want to kind of like highlight this one for just being a really original take on the character creation suite in terms of the level of interactivity within the suite itself. I know that you guys are terrified. Oh, there we go. See? That, that's the person in the creation suite jostling the rabbit all about. I know that you guys are terrified of the rabbits and some of the creations that we saw in that video, but like this is a creation suite, honestly, like like no other. I can't think of anyone that is quite Cozy. like this one. Cozy. Cozy. I have a number of questions after that. Um, You pronounced it rabbids? He, he learned how to say it from reading Do Not Shame. Okay. That was my first question because it was brought up in the chat and I just had to ask. It's um, also a thing where, like, I, 
are there all that many rabid rabids are, are there all that many games in this series where they actually say the name that name out loud even no it's more so the double consonant between i mean but like my point is, is that in we're not gonna get the mario games and, mario frequently says his own name you know in metroid they frequently say metroid but like in these games that are made by <laughs> Ubisoft, they don't frequently say the name of the rabbit-like characters out loud. So, you know. They're, they're, no, they totally go, Ghost Recon! Ghost there Recon! There's a Rabbids cartoon on Netflix they that my you. kids have watched, and it's super annoying. Um, and they do say Rabbids in the um, title screen. But that's, that, that, that is one thing, and that is, that is one of the little quirks I love about Chikozy. Okay. Uh, secondly, that was Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> why would you show that to us and why would you put that on twitch there were rabid nipples yeah we were there banned. we might they get painted them now. on i don't i mean if they're painted on i feel like that doesn't count right i'm putting rabid nipples right at number seven I, really like i'm actually like like i'm not like i'm not joking around here like this is actually like legitimately one of my favorite character customization suites in my entire history of playing video games like this is like it's really novel and i remember just like spending like a good like couple of hours when i first got this game just like shaking the wii remote around pressing the b button launching him in the air exploding his eyeballs <laughs> that sounds like a good time <sighs> i was gonna say it sounds sadistic as all hell but i think i'm happy with where that is cozy if you can make the argument for it later i'm happy to hear it for now, it's going to number seven because I'm just kind of scared. Um, hmm. Who do I got next? I'm kind of it's rattled. AJ, I, believe. I think it's AJ, right? Yeah, AJ, go. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to – I'll do a series next. Um, and it, it slightly delves into a little bit of um, the anime, uh, if you will. Uh, but it, it's a very good character-based fighter. Uh, called Soul Calibur. The Fuck Soul you. Calibur series. <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. The Soul Calibur series has always had a really fantastic character creator. Um, I've, you know, I, I've seen like all, the, the three girls of Baby Metal recreated. I've seen. Um, well, just here's uh, a very uh, topical uh, character oh, on wow. screen for it, everyone oh, to appreciate. Perfect. Very topical. The Mando himself. Mando. I love uh, recreated no uh, great it's really good um yeah it's <laughs> it i had i had a really good time that's scary uh, I, actually heck. for those who don't actually, see this it's a yoda that i think is meant to be baby did, not a, didn't they recently announce that his name begins with a g body. it is there's a real there's real yoda. Really uh, this this version of this is not making your argument for this you, version right this now. version of yoda is way better than the yoda that appeared uh naturally in soul caliber uh four it's not it was it's, it's a lot definitely better not. is that john snow no, that looks like john snow Kind of oh shit! Damn it! Or maybe uh, yeah, it's this Anakin. Seems to be all... I can't really. Oh, it could be. There's Luke. Um, I think it was yeah. Anakin. That's Luke. His hair looks more like. Anyway, Anakin. no. Uh, really quick, uh, cozy. I created myself years ago, and I had to search this up. Uh, in my work uniform. Oh. Uh, in Soul Calibur Five, I just put it up into the podcast chat channel there. <laughs> okay, I'm that, gonna show see. both these pictures because these are great. Yeah. 
So wait, what work uniform so, is it that you're wearing? The first one was rock. First one was rock band. So that was his rock oh, band. Oh, that's hold on. Yeah, I'll, I'll just show the I'll show yeah. the rock band one anyways, just to make up for not showing yeah, it earlier. Looks it pretty might, good. It might change Mitch's mind. Uh, and here um, is Soul Caliber. Didn't I put Rock Band to number one? I don't even remember. What you did. I I said change yeah. mind. I meant you know help secure like if you planned yeah, on moving something that, around. That's more like it. So wait, yeah. what uniform um, are you wearing? So I'm uh, in in at work. Uh, I wear uh, just a, a work like work khakis, uh, work boots. Um, blue rubber gloves and uh, a black t-shirt with the company logo on it uh, with safety glasses as well. And that's uh, pretty well exactly what you're seeing here. I created this character in 2011, 12, I think 2012, I think it was that I created that character. Uh, and I had to dig that out of my Google photos. Um, yeah, uh, it, it does a really, it does a decent job at bringing uh, reality into the fantasy, if you will. Uh, s not necessarily as good as Dragon Age does, but you know, uh, I've I've had a lot of fun with it, and especially the fact that uh, when you customize your character, you can choose what type of style of fighter they are in terms of uh, weapon they use, because there's a variety of different character weapons and whatnot as well that are available to choose from. So. So this was actually going to place pretty high until I saw the nightmare fuel that was Baby Yoda in Soul Calibur. His um, name is Girthy, Mitch. So, no, so it's they, not. Hold One, on. No, it's not. Two, we know his that, name. Don't spoil it. Three, it begins with a G, doesn't it? Cozy for that. So it's actually not going to fall as far as I thought. I say, yeah, I was going to say, that was Cozy's fault. Cozy chose that video. I did not tell him to put that video. You know what? Because Cozy found it, I'm going to put it above me, Maker, just to spike <laughs> well, What the... What's your problem, man? Come on. Soul Caliber. AJ. Nathan, I need your next okay, title. Okay, well, AJ stole my next title. Um, but uh, we're going to come back uh, to what I think is a great character creator. Um, and from a game that came out this year, that's up for game of the year. Uh, let's talk about Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing, um, specifically New Horizons, has a really fun uh, creative character that allows you to create an icon of uh, like a vision of yourself and how you see it, but you can customize any way which, you, which way you want. Different hair colors, different um, beards that you can do, you can shape your character differently, um, you can customize your character's clothes with whatever you buy, so eventually I was able to find a, go um, like a goatee and add that in. Um, I could get baseball hats that I really liked. Uh, it was just a really fun, cute, creative character, and you could continually add to it the more you played and the more that you got. Um, and as you continued to play, you would unlock different colors that you could change your hair to. So the character creator grew with you as you played the game, which I really appreciate as well, allowing you to be more diverse. So I think Animal Crossing should be number one. I, I don't think there's any disagreement with so that. So I spent a I, I, I with you, I did spend a lot of time in Animal Crossing this year, and I, for one, did really enjoy aspects of the character creator. But, unfortunately, I don't think there's just enough there to warrant a good spot on this list, because it is still relatively shallow uh, from a customization perspective, even with allowing for, you know, custom prints and, and custom designs and all that. So I think it's actually going to, unfortunately, it's going to come in just above 
uh, rabid nipples at number eight. Oh. I'm sorry. You could be a Power Ranger in the game. Screw it. It's going to number be. seven. Seven's all I can give <laughs> all you. Right. Uh, go, go, Animal Crossing from Nathan. All right, Cozy. This is the last round, or the last go about of round one. You, 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 need, you need a banger here based on what I'm seeing on I've, this list. I've given so you be? three bangers. Three bangers, and you've Have not you appreciated. Have you, though? Yes, 100%. Have you, though? <sighs> All right, come on. I know you can pull this one out. All right, you know what? Just because I want to hedge my bets a little bit, I'm going to make my final choice uh, the character creation suite in the Dark Souls series. Uh, I mean, there's not really a whole much to say here except that it's a really competent suite that allows for some really, really cool creations, one that, you know, ultimately reflect the dark, twisted nature of those games' environments, uh, but one that... Uh, still can allow for a little bit of levity and humor um, if you really get into it. And of course, you know, uh, the Dark Souls games, the Soulsborne games in general, offer a wide variety of costumes that you can outfit your character in, and it can produce uh, some pretty fun-ass results um, if you know what you're doing and know where to look for said costumes. And so, yeah. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. You came very close um, to me recommending either Cookie Clicker or My Name is Mayo 2 as my final character customization neither thing. Neither of those have character but creators, But I, I want to be as competitive as possible as we go into round two. Neither of those have You are wrong! Creators. Both of those games have character customization. But I'm not arguing for them. I'm arguing for Dark Souls. Okay, Dark Souls is going to come in at number five because I do think it, it deserves a good spot on this list. Uh, and my wife from the bedroom is requesting I turn off the air conditioning, so I have to do that. So you guys fill air for about 15 seconds until I get back. My wife. I don't uh, think she even exists. How are you guys doing? Are you still yeah, playing, probably not. Are you still playing like, Cyberpunk, AJ? Uh, no, I was uh, scolded one too many times by the host and... Stop. Oh, really? Uh, I thought yeah. we were going to keep... I got keep back playing. to... I, don't really I thought we were going to keep this yeah, going the full way through. I thought about doing that, too, and then, you know, somebody got... You, you, you should be paying attention. Be, be, be. I, that was I mean, I wouldn't expect you to pay attention this week any more than you do in previous weeks, so... Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. That's very fair. Like, if, if anything, I have an exemption this week. Yeah, you have an excuse this week. Uh, but, yeah. Nathan, you don't have an... Or, no. Who went first? AJ or Nathan? Co Cozy went first, uh, and Cozy just went again. So. Yeah, so then Nathan was after Cozy, right? No, AJ is. No, a a I was. AJ was after Cozy. AJ, go ahead. Yeah. Um, all right, so the next one I'm going to bring to the list here is going to be uh, Fallout 4, specifically. Um, the, the Fallout 4 <laughs> character creator is, is, is really good. Um... In that it, it it does you know it's very stylized as like the 1950s theme sort of char character that you you can make uh, with the hairstyles and the 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 makeup and you know whatnot there, but um, for me what what kind of did it and you know if you know 
Okay, Fallout 4 has been out for five years at this point. Um, when you create a character, um, you can, you know, you can choose male or female. Uh, it's very binary that way. But um, at the start of the game here, if you swap back and create both characters, uh, the second character that you create that you're not playing as uh, continues into the story with you. Uh, and if you've played the opening of the story, you know, you know, how how long that is specifically but the the create the creation itself um you know is is a big improvement over uh past bethesda titles like skyrim and oblivion and stuff like that and it, and um it, in my opinion it, it does a fairly decent job uh at create uh, creating a good stylized 50 style human human face but for me, the fact that you can then switch over to the alternate character, customize them, and then that becomes the canonical uh, character spouse, uh, uh, if you will, in the game itself, um, in the story, uh, I think is really kind of neat. So, not, not many games can let you do, will let you do that, but... No, I think that's really cool. It's really novel. I've actually not played Fallout 4, and I probably should. Um, now that it's free as part of the PlayStation Plus collection mm. on the PS5. It might also um, be on Game Pass. Is you it? haven't played know. Fallout 4? It might be. Now. I've not played Fallout. The only Fallout I've played is Fallout 3. Or is it Fallout 76 on Game Pass? Uh, Fallout 76 is on Game Pass. I don't, don't play Fallout 76. Fallout 4. I wasn't planning I mean, it's on Game Pass. You're not losing anything if you do. Yeah, but I played a lot of... I actually forgot to say that I was playing a lot of Forza Horizon 4 this past week, and I freaking love that better game, to play I gotta play pass. more of it. It's so freaking good. You can play as the War... Drive the Warthog in that. You did. You can. I I actually bought the Warthog, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I, I bought the Warthog first chance I got, because I thought that was super cool. Um, oh, that's very... So, Adam's in our chat, and he actually made his brother in Fallout 4, and I think that looks really oh, cool, wow. dude. That's super Sweet. neat. Alright, uh, Fallout 4 has got to go on this list somewhere. Um, wow, that's a really good job. Good job, dude. Excellent. Good job, um, Adam. I think... I'm going to have to put Fallout 4, just because of how it lends itself to the story, actually. It's going above Me Maker at number 3. Wow. I knew that one detail would help. It really does. It really hits home. Nathan, I need your last game of round. All one. right. Um, I don't know. I haven't hit as hard as I thought I was going to this round. Um, but uh, a lot of my heavy hitters, AJ nabbed before I wanted them. Um, so They're all performing very well, as you can I see know. on the list. Uh, I feel I like had on my list. So, some of these changes, some of these decisions were made a little bit irrationally, if you've <laughs> got to ask my excuse opinion. Excuse me. Have I ever been irrational on this show or in any other moment that you have known me as a it's human happened. being? No, yeah. not at all. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate that. Um, it will reflect well in your year-end review. Thanks. I appreciate it. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go with uh, everybody's golf to add a little more golf to this list. Really? Yep. I sent Cozy some pictures. Oh. What? You don't like anime, Mitch? Is that your problem? I love everybody's golf. We don't need two golf games on this. Yeah, you didn't answer my anime question. Great character creators. 
Don't you think they should both be represented? Are they, yes. though? They are. One scans your face. The other creates a cartoon version of you with a lot of customization in it and a lot of clothing options that you can do. Um, this is on the Final Fantasy 30th, uh, 30th Final Fantasy event where they release special Final Fantasy clothing that you could wear. Um, and yeah, no, like um, I know people were creating themselves in everybody's golf and they were like knock on like versions. I remember when Greg Miller had early access to it and he tweeted the um, he tweeted him on there and I was blown away with like how close it looked. Um, like everybody's golf, just a fantastic creator. It's the first time they've tried character creation in that series. Uh, when, when, before it was hot shots to golf, you just played whatever, whatever golfers were there. Um, so this was the first time you truly took control on your own and created your own golfer uh, from scratch. And it just melded into the universe. You could create Shu, Shuhei Yoshida. And who doesn't love Shu? Do you hate Shu? I don't hate Shu. I Shu. mean, you could create him in anything so, if you I'm really want to. He's actually to. in the game because they created him in there. In fact, when they initially demoed the game, he was the golfer they used. Nathan, I'm conflicted. You've given me two golf games here. And they should both be on the list because they're Mitch. both great creative characters. I don't think they should both be on the I, list. I mean, Cozy, I think that AJ, what do you guys think? Mitch has some anti-Nathan, anti-Cozy bias going on here this episode. Let's. Uh, nobody on stream has seen the kind of point breakdown thus far. Let's show it to them right oh, now. It's like... It is incredibly Dude, lopsidedly in favor back. of AJ right now. and You have two rounds to come back. I know that, but if, like... If I'm perfectly honest, in past weeks, I've, I have felt heavily disadvantaged because of my very good choices. And tonight, it just happens to be working out for me. I don't want to have two golf games on our list. I'm sorry, Nathan. But I'm going to need you to make... A choice. I can't make a choice because then we don't have enough on the list. You have to you you have to make a choice. One of the one of the two golf games you have go at number 5. The other goes to number 11. Cuz it can't go below rabbit nipples. Um this is a bullshit Sophie's choice. I'm just putting it out there. Uh I'm going to say they should both be it number is. 5 because they're both fantastic creative characters. Okay, if you think so, then they're both going to go at number five. But one technically has to go at number six, so I'm just going to move everything down below you. Uh, and uh, I'll just put in everybody's golf. That worked out much better than I thought it would. Uh, golf. Number six. Okay, so as it stands, <coughs> after round one, at number ten, you've got Go Go Animal Crossing from Nathan. Number nine is Dragon Age Inquisition from AJ. Number eight is WWF No Mercy, Nathan's pick. Number seven is Cozy's Dark Souls. At number six, even though it's tied at number five, is Everybody's Golf. Tied with it at number five is PGA Tour. Both are Nathan's. At number four, you've got Me Maker from Cozy. And the top three is very AJ heavy with a trio of Fallout 4 at number three, Soul Calibur at number two, and at number one, Rock Band. I love to customize my characters. All right, round two. Each of you is going to get an opportunity to argue why somebody else's game deserves to be higher than one of your own games if i agree with you i will switch ownership of the two titles oh wait 
So I'm start since he's been stolen from repeatedly with Nathan. Nathan, why does somebody else's game need to be higher than your game on the list? Um, Hold on, what? What? How does this work? Yeah. Wait, Cozy, you pick somebody else's game. Okay. And argue why it should be higher than your own game. Without a rebuttal, if I agree with you, I will switch ownership. If I do not agree with you, things stay the same. Nathan, what is somebody else's game that deserves to be higher than one of your own picks on the list? So, okay, um, I think I get this. So I'm going to choose okay. Rabid Nipples, and it should be higher than... All right, Cozy, can I get the actual name of that game so I can stop saying uh, it? It's the character creation suite in uh, Rabid's Go Home. Perfect, thank you. Nathan, um, go ahead. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen that game before, but that as much as it was Nightmare Fuel, fuel the customization within that was pretty amazing. Um, I think it should go higher than WWF No Mercy. And I think, um, Cozy, that was actually a good pick. So I think that's where it should be. Thank you. Why do you say that, Nathan? Um, just I was blown away by how you could customize the rabbits because I've only seen those white dopey characters um and uh, i actually think rabbits would do better if they had more customization like that not necessarily carrot but just more varied looks to them and i was blown away by what they did with that um create a character you know what you're right i was kind of hard on it earlier cozy i'm sorry so rabbits go home is actually going to move above wwf no mercy at number eight and ownership unfortunately for you cozy is going to switch from nathan or from you to Nathan, and you will now assume WWF No Mercy. Wait, what? Everyone understand so far? Yeah, Wait, like, hold yeah. on. You didn't explain the ownership part. Yeah, that wasn't... Yes, I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. He said ownership oh, will change. I missed that too, then. I I apologize if I... Do we need to I have an intervention mid-episode? Cozy, cozy. I don't know, there's calm only ten down. minutes Ten yeah, minutes left. No, no so. Cozy, calm down. We can go another 40 minutes, depending on how long we want this episode to be. We can have it be as long as we want. No, I can't. I got to cut off. What? Can you tell me why somebody else's title should be higher than one of your own on the list? Can Can I bring my sister in and have her argue for Photo Dojo in my place? No. No, because you can't argue Photo Dojo... You have to argue for somebody else's game. Dragon Age Inquisition was a game with many flaws, but it's clear that its uh, photo, uh, its character creation suite is really cool. And you know, while I do love myself some sci-fi like Fallout Four, I do think that high fantasy deserves another shout out. And so I think that we gotta swap out uh, Fallout Four with Dragon Age Inquisition. No, you have to argue it against your own title. So, Me Maker or Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> again, no let's too, right? uh, yeah, let's swap it out for WWF No Mercy. Just do it. No, your game. That is, game now. That is oh, my yeah, game, now. game now. Don't you even know the rules to the own stupid game that you invented here? <laughs> Cozy. What? Because because I want to be nice. What? I'm going to give you a cheat code, 
and say, I would actually take your argument and put it above Me Maker. Do you want that or no? Will that get me more points? Yes. Yeah, it will. All right, yeah, do it. so much cozy and now me maker is owned by aj aj you're doing really well so far so yeah somehow Um, suspiciously aj the person that has all three slots just secured and locked down is still in number one aj i need you to argue why a game that is not your own deserves to be higher than one of your games on the list a, a game that is owned I, by a I have not player. mentioned or that is owned by a different player. That is currently owned by a different player. Hmm. Well. <laughs> that needs to... Hmm. At least whatever game he chooses is going to end up pretty high on the list if he makes a successful argument. But then I guess you lose yeah, ownership too. Oh, really? I hadn't thought of that. Oh no. It's almost like AJ is destined to win. Oh, there's gonna be some sort of curveball. <sighs> Don't worry. I got some fun so, stuff. So I think Photo Dojo. Uh just because of it its simplicity and its reminiscence of the original Mortal Kombat in that the original Mortal Kombat was just photographs of the actors striking poses. Uh, I think it needs to be... I think it needs to swap places with the Me Maker. As versatile as the Me Maker is, I think the creativity behind put yourself in the game, but actually, uh, needs to be recognized in this moment. Also, I think I have my DSi somewhere in the basement, and it's got a character of my childhood dog that I created on it, and that's actually kind of amazing that she still exists there. How long would it take you to find that DSi? Fuck. Uh, probably way too long. I think it's actually way too long. It we can post a picture to Twitter. To find it. It's... Yeah, we can do that later when the episode posts, if you will. Maybe it'll be the thumbnail. If you could have pulled that thing out of your ass Uh, for this argument, you would have gone to number one. Forget number four, number five, whatever it was. We would have had Photo Dojo up there. to number one. Probably wouldn't need. (laughs) But since you can't, we're going to leave things the same. So Photo Dojo will un... What the hell's Cozy got on his head? He's ready. He's, red, he's coming for something. Ready to mingle. Hey guys. Okay, so Photo Dojo's not gonna move, and I don't know what's going on right now. So as it stands, AJ's leading by a lot, and I'm not gonna. Cozy, I tried. Hold on a sec. I need to get my headphones on properly. There we go. That's about good. Hi, my name's uh, Cozy. I my try. name's Drugstore Lexington. I'm taking over for Cozy for the podcast. Can I argue you for one of Cozy's games? Put it at the top. No. Yes. Go for it. Okay. Let me tell you why Photo Dojo's 
greatest ass game. No, we just heard Photo Dojo. It has to be some other game. Not Why not Photo Dojo? Dojo You're making up more rules all the way, darn it. Dojo. Pick something else. Pick literally anything else. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, apparently, Cozy, can you show me a DS? Can you show I don't me know who this cozy right person is. Photo Dojo installed on it. What you want me? Uh, Drugstore Pete. Can you show me a DSI right now that has Photo Dojo installed? Uh, on it? I, I do have my DSI, but I don't know if it's juiced up. Hold on, let me go get it. No, don't, no, don't, no, go, no, don't. We don't have time for this. Uh, apparently, we do. No, we don't have we... time for this. We're moving on to round three without Drugstore Pete or whatever he said his name was. I'm gonna give you a random game from a list of games I pulled. You're gonna have to tell me why it's character. Lucky you, it awesome. is juiced up. Oh shit! A Give me a second. With a charge near you in some oh, fashion. Oh, look at that! I am so Hold on a second. Right now. Also, what was your name? <laughs> I called you Drugstore Pete. Uh, I I don't honestly close know. Enough. That's close Tallahassee Seven Eleven, I guess. Sure. Hold on a sec. Okay, since he was able to do what AJ could not, Photo Dojo, which is still going to remain owned by Cozy, will go to well, number wait, hold one. Hold on, I need to make stuff. sure I show you the Photo Dojo. Oh, uh, it's running. It, I don't even like, need to oh, see it. At this, at this point, it's left. enough for me, Co uh, Drugstore Pete. I got to be honest, uh, I'm liking Drugstore Pete than the name I gave myself. I'm glad I came up with it. All right. Okay. We're moving wow. on to round three. Co's drugstore Pete, sorry. Uh, we're good. Okay, relax. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to give you games. You have to argue why they should be on the top of this list. AJ, since you're in the lead, you're getting the first game. I'm just going to pull it randomly from the list of games I made because I don't want to deal with this much longer. Tell me why yeah. the character creator in Sonic Forces is good. Uh, because you get to create uh, a Sonic character who can kiss uh, at real anime girls, right? That's how that works. Uh, that I, was terrible. I saw... and it, that was terrible. It'll go to number thirteen. Okay. Well, uh, Co Drugstore Pete taking the place of one Alexander. Yeah. Cozy Sorry, King. I haven't changed uh, the Twitter handle yet. I'm gonna have to change it to at Drugstore Pete in just a sec. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, can you tell me why the character creator in Jump Force is? Good? Oh man, let me tell you all about the character creator in Jump Force. See, the thing about these anime games is that Mitch says that they suck, but let me tell you the truth: they don't suck. These anime <laughs> character creator games—they're just a freaking good ass time. And the thing about the Jump Force character creator is he could be an actual anime character in that one. No, like, oh man, you can adjust the nose a little bit, you can adjust the eyes a little bit. You could actually make yourself into anime. You know, people have been drawing themselves as anime characters forever, but this was the first one that bridged dimensions and brought things into the realm of the three dimensions. So for that, I think it's got a rank high. Um, you said I suck as part of that, so it's actually going to go at number 11. So now to be no fair, place. this is not uh, Alex that's arguing for it. It's Drugstore Pete. You have to imagine when I'm speaking right, right, what I mean, Alex would say. You don't necessarily know that Alex would have said that you suck midway through. So you have to factor that into where you're going to put it on the list. I feel like drugstore. I do have to have factor that talent. in, but you're representing. Co no, he's representing Cozy at this point. Um, this game will have an asterisk on it, and that asterisk will be drugstore Pete. But in the meantime, it's going to go to number eleven. Nathan, I need you to tell me why the character creator in DC Universe Online is the greatest gift. On God's oh, green earth. Uh, because you can make lots of really cool superheroes with lots of really cool superpowers. 
Um, I actually have created a character in this twice and not really done much with the game beyond that. Um, but the character customization is pretty cool. You can um, pick what type of uniform you want, what type of symbols you want to put on yourself, whether you want capes or no capes. Uh, people obviously want no capes. Um, no, capes no capes for you. Um, but yeah, no, you can. Uh, it gives you a lot of really cool stuff, but then it gets into the power customization, which is even cooler. And you start off with so many powers, but as you play the game or pay for more of the content, you can unlock more of the powers as well um, and really change it up. I, believe it or not, as a big Green Lantern fan, would always make my character a Green Lantern. So, no, yeah, you? I really like Green Lantern. I think he's a cool character. Um, well, you know what they say in brightest day, in blackest night. Creating superheroes is a lot more fun than weird photorealistic things that are evocative of Mortal Kombat. So DC Universe Online is going to number one on okay. this list. And I don't even know what it's become at this point. And with that, we can wrap this game of Rankum, I hope. Especially since right now the graph, the infographic looks like uh, Middle Finger, which I appreciate because that feels to me like what this game was. And... In a bit of an upset, coming back from nothing because he also was leading the entire time. AJ, you won. Hey, I did it. I mean, I don't How have do any particularly strong feet? feelings about this because, I mean, you know, I'm not Alex. And so I have no reason to be upset about losing. That's fair. I'm glad you're not upset, Drugstore Pete. Let's uh, let's recap uh, this top ten. So at number ten, you've got Dark Souls, which was Cozy's pick. And number nine, you've got Everybody's Golf from Nathan. Number eight was the PGA Tour series, also Nathan's. Oh, too low. And number seven, Me Maker, which was AJ's after some fan dangling. At number six, you've got Dragon Age Inquisition, which was I think still Cozy at the time and not Drugstore Pete. Number five is Fallout Four. Number four is Soul Calibur. Number three is Rock Band, all AJ's picks. And number two, Drugstore Pete found Cozy's DSi and jumped Photo Dojo to the number two spot on this list. Hell yeah. And I feel like I need to repeat that with emphasis because why is this happening? And at number one, because superheroes are cool, are Nathan with my pick of DC Universe Online. But ultimately, Cozy slash Drugstore Pete finished with four points. Hell yeah. Five. And our winner, AJ, with seven points. Yeehaw. That was a mess. But thank you for tuning in to this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to check us out on Twitch. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Click the subscribe button on YouTube, Podcast, Twitch, wherever it is you find us. As well as go and follow us on Twitter at Press YYZ where we can keep you up to date when we go live, when new episodes are posted, everywhere they are. And we've got some changes coming in the new year, which we're very excited to share with all of you at that point. And of course, the rest of us are also on social media in a number of places. Drugstore Pete, can you let me know where Cozy is on social media? I um, Here's the thing. I don't know where Cozy is, but Cozy actually left this really cool video on his monitor that I figured you guys should go check out. <laughs> No. <laughs> Get rid of gross, weird, misfigured Baby Yoda. All right. It's forget so that. Then tall. AJ, where are you on the internet? Uh, you can find me living out my cyberpunk fantasies at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more of that I'm going to actually stream necessarily, but um, I'm having fun with it so far, so check out my hot takes somewhere. 
I'm sure they'll be on this show in the near future. Nathan, where are you on the uh, internet? Follow me at the underscore um, or the underscore NMAC on Twitter and both Instagram. Uh, I'm trying to use Twitter more and more effectively. I'm currently campaigning for Topher Grace to be back in Spider-Man 3 as Venom and get another chance at it because I feel like he deserves it. He's a good enough actor. I think he had a bad script and bad CGI. and he, It could have been so much better and it's not his fault. Give him another shot. And you can find me all over the internet at Mr. Mitch George, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, PSN, you know, find my phone number somehow. I don't really care. This has been Stadia. Us YYZ. Google Stadia. You're on Stadia now. Am I on Stadia? Is it press? Is it that same? I'm trying to remember if it was the it's, same on Stadia. Uh, yeah, know, you have Mr. Was, you're Mr. Mitch George on Stadia, but yeah. you have a, a hashtag number. I, after I'm pretty it. sure I'm the only I do Mr. Not. Mitch George, so you should be I'm okay. I'm a founder. Um, yeah, you're the only one. I should be the only one. So you can find that there. I know on Xbox and EA Play, I think I'm Mr. Mitch G because they have a character limit. Um, Cozy, what did you just do? <laughs> are you are you talking Sorry, to me? Drugstore Pete, how did you... No, never mind. I'm. I, this has been a show. I'm Cozy sorry. isn't Thank here right now. Playing. I don't know where he is. He said to tag in for Thanks him. Thanks for playing. Stop talking <laughs> this now, be please. Legit because if not, we need to make it legit. Oh man! Finally, now I can finish.